Star Wars 7x7 episode 2,433. Well, the day has come. Today is the day that Victory's Price, the final novel in Alexander Freed's Alphabet Squadron trilogy, has been released. And today we've got the non-spoiler review for you. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy, and thank you so much for joining me for it. So there's been a lot to look forward to in Star Wars storytelling already this year, and I know the tenses are a little bit weird on that. What I mean is that when 2021 debuted, we already knew we had the launch of the High Republic storytelling to look forward to. And then, you know, a month later, the continuation with Into the Dark by Claudia Gray. But I had been looking ahead to March because quite honestly, for me at least, this was probably the most highly anticipated novel of the year, Victory's Price by Alexander Freed, which is the final novel in the Alphabet Squadron trilogy. And whereas everything that we had learned up until the release points about the High Republic storytelling, you know, it was all tantalizing and interesting, certainly, but we didn't have the same kind of emotional investment in it yet as we've had with the Alphabet Squadron novels, knowing that two of them have already happened, and with the bombshell ending of Shadowfall, how everything would get resolved in that final novel of the trilogy. And as a story that people are you know, very much invested in. Naturally, there's a bit of nervousness about how well he will do with it. And I'm happy to tell you that he sticks the landing with Victory's Price. Now, not too long ago on the podcast, we were talking about things related to what makes a Star Wars story a Star Wars story, or what makes Star Wars uniquely Star Wars. And one of the things that we talked about, I believe, was the fact that you don't necessarily need Jedi or Sith or light and dark side force users to make a Star Wars story, that there are other ways to do it. Rogue One obviously proved that. And one of the characteristic hallmarks, I think, of a Star Wars story is the way that it can move between the epic and the intimate. And I think Alexander Freed does that particularly well. He certainly demonstrated that in Alphabet Squadron and Shadowfall, and that is on display here as well. Now, as far as the story itself goes, the thing that really drives it is the villains more than anything else. And the reason why I say that is because the hero's story is still the same story, generally speaking, right? The first two novels, our heroes were trying to eliminate the 204th Imperial Fighter Wing, also known as Shadow Wing, and the job isn't done. <laughs> and so the third novel is them trying to eliminate Shadow Wing, right? Okay, so that's the same. But where the difference comes in is with Soren Keys, who is the leader now of Shadow Wing. And as we know from the previous novels, he had been a part of Shadow Wing, and then he left Shadow Wing, and then he came back to Shadow Wing, but he wasn't necessarily sure what to do with Shadow Wing, what the point was of fighting against the now New Republic, and what purpose would it have in the midst of the broader scheme of things in the galaxy. So when the story opens for Victory's Price, we find Sword and Keys as a man on a mission, which is to find a mission, to find a purpose. And in Victory's Price, he finds it. 
And suffice it to say, and again, no spoilers, so don't worry, but his finding of purpose leads to sets up a very immensely satisfying showdown for the finale of the novel, which is fantastic. And, and as a bonus, this sense of purpose that he finds and the journey that Soren Keys goes on to find it, it actually ends up solving for us fans a mystery that has been a part of the canon since 2015. So that's very cool too. As to the bombshell to which I alluded earlier in the show, Erica Quell at the end of Shadowfall returns to Shadowwing and goes to Soren Keys and says, Lieutenant Erica Quell reporting for duty. So that moment you're like, oh my gosh, has she decided to leave the New Republic or was she a double agent all along? What is the deal? Now the good news is that Victory's Price of course will explain exactly why she made that decision. And the better news is that Alexander Freed doesn't rush to give that information to you. He lets the story take its own pace and at the proper moment you start to understand exactly why Erica Quell made the decision that she made. And then of course there's Will Lark who scored the cover of Victory's Price. So over the course of the first two novels he is asked to step up his game to take on additional responsibility and that trend continues with Victory's Price. As far as Nath and Chasco, well, you know, they've been kind of out to sea. They've had a really rough time of it in the first two novels to say nothing about their lives before, but they still manage to make themselves useful in their own particular ways. And yet, and yet all three of them, Nath and Will and Chas, are all kind of brought to different breaking points in the course of events. And then there's Kairos who definitely has a fan community coalescing around her. She is a fan favorite character and much about her remains a mystery going into Victory's Price. Much about her will remain a mystery by the time you get to the end of it, but you learn exponentially more about Kairos in Victory's Price as compared to the first two novels and what you learn is awesome and just the imagination that Freed brings to the storytelling in relation to Kairos is just beautiful. And then there's Harris and Dula and Harris and Dula as Freed has said previously and publicly has more point of view time in this novel than she had in the first two novels and he really nails her voice. I think, you know, that feels to me in a way like one of the toughest jobs is taking an established character and being able to write for that character and get the voice right, especially someone so beloved as Hera and especially someone who has been so wonderfully performed by Vanessa Marshall over the years. And I really do think Freed got Hera pitch perfect. You can hear Vanessa Marshall's voice in your head in the dialogue and in her you know, own internal dialogue narration, like just wonderfully done. So it sounds like I'm just completely over the moon about the novel and uh, you know, for the most part, yeah, I will say that, you know, there are a few fan related things where I was like, I wish you'd done this, I wish you'd done that. But from a critiquing standpoint, that doesn't qualify, right? Like if I wanted to see something in particular as a fan, you know, that's not a critique. That is just my own, you know, personal desire. So there's that. And we'll talk about those as we get into the spoilery stuff. I really only have one major critical 
critique. And we'll talk about that in future episodes as well. It just has to do with a rather important decision that's made by a member of Alphabet Squadron near the final act of the novel. And really the issue that I have with it is not that the decision was made, but the justification for the decision. It seemed like there were other readily available options for explaining it, but the ones that were presented just, you know, didn't seem to fit the situation. It kind of seemed like it came out of nowhere. But ultimately, because of the fact that, you know, at least in my own head reading, it seemed like there were other reasonable answers for what happened, you know, it... <laughs> it was one of those situations where it's like, you know, the engine's moving fast enough or running hot enough that you can get over that little speed bump and it's no problem. As I mix my metaphors and <laughs> mess them up, ah, uh, goodness. Ultimately, what I want to say is that on pretty much every objective point you could consider, Freed wraps up the trilogy in spectacular fashion and the epilogues, are neat little moments of connection and conversation that you know tie up some loose ends and untie some others and open doors for potential future storytelling. It's beautifully done and I didn't want it to end even as I was racing to the end to just absorb the whole story. So it's terrific and I look forward to talking with you about it in greater spoilery detail in upcoming episodes. But for now, that is going to do it for this episode of the show. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you, wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.